Welcome to the Aces Hoopcast, where we discuss all things University of Evansville, Purple Aces Hoops. I am your host, Rex Simmermaker. Welcome to the show. Guys, girls, today is episode number 15. It is the fourth week in February. We are a disappointing 9-20 and 20 after this week's losses against SIU and Indiana State. Um, and of course, we will review these past several games. We're going to talk the good and bad things that happened out on the court this week. We'll take a look around the Missouri Valley Conference like we always do, and we will preview the games this week uh, against UNI and the home finale uh, against the Illinois State Redbirds. But guys, girls, we have some tremendous guests for you this week. Uh, first of all, Shamar Givens is going to be here. He's going to talk uh, all things point guard related, and then Illinois State assistant coach Marcus Belcher will join us and talk Redbirds and Missouri Valley life. Uh, but I get it. We lead busy lives, so do what you do while you're listening to the Hoopcast. Make your commute to work, clean your closet, get your workout in. But metaphorically speaking, take your seat, grab your popcorn, cheer for our aces, because here we go. Guys, girls, I am absolutely gutted to tell you that we still do not have our first win in the Missouri Valley Conference play this year. Um, we lost at Southern Illinois 70-53 to in a game that just kind of got away from us. And then we lost to Indiana State at home 64-62, to and, and that's going to be one that we're going to want to have back. Um, at the end of the year that that one was certainly one that was within our grasp um, there is a lot to unpack in this week's games uh, but let's start with the box score so um, from the SIU game uh, from the box score perspective first of all DeAndre is back number 13 back in uniform back in the starting lineup his 12 game absence was tough uh, but it was good to see him healed up and back on the court in that lucky number 13. Uh, but it takes time to get your rhythm back. And, you know, part of being in a rhythm on the court is staying out of foul trouble. As you remember, DeAndre struggled with not fouling early in the season. Uh, then he got a feel for it and then played much better simply because he got minutes and stayed on the floor. Um, so he's kind of back to early in the year where he is getting his feel for the game back, but that takes a while. For those of you who are Pacers fans, it's very similar to Victor Oladipo coming back after his time off. Is he an all-star? Of course. Um, but is he playing at an all-star level right on his first game back? Absolutely not. So, you know, DeAndre comes back, and he did not get the minutes that we were all hoping for, um, just from foul problem standpoint. Um, but ultimately the problem this game was that we could not hit any open shots i mean there's no way to sugarcoat this we were terrible shooters in the second half 
um, and you add that to the free throw shooting discrepancy that the Salukis had, and you just aren't winning that one on the road. Again, give Brian Mullins credit for breathing life into the dogs, but this one falls squarely on poor shooting, um, which I would expect could be corrected. So I, I'm, you know, there are nights like that where you just can't shoot it, um, but uh, it was it was not great in the second half, and uh, we sure could have used. Uh, the Brent Kells of the world back out there uh, in that game. Um, then we came home and we play Indiana State on a Sunday afternoon, um, and this one was an absolute gut wrencher. We ultimately lose sixty-four to sixty-two. We had a twenty-six to twenty lead at the half, um, and it was extremely odd in the fact that there were zero three-pointers made by either team. Um, in a league and a team in Indiana State that shoots a lot of threes and has shooters everywhere, neither team made a three. Um, and so Greg Lansing really went to the block on offense. I mean, he posted up everybody except the trainer, and they really thought they were going uh, – they thought they could do work around the paint. Um, our defense was much better, uh, but there is still way too many missed assignments. I mean, I know Coach Licklider has a bunch to work on, um, you know, but these film sessions could be all day long if that's what he wanted. Um, here's the thing. Mostly you win by not making mistakes. Um, I'm not saying you can win Sunday of Arch Madness simply by not making mistakes, but that's how you get there. Um, and, and that's a lot like life. I mean, if you're a young person, you can really help yourself by not getting a bunch of speeding tickets or... Uh, not procreating with the wrong person. Um, you know, you can you can go really far by just showing up and being where you're supposed to be. Um, you can't become a millionaire like that, but it puts you in position to be in position. And being in position is a life skill. Um, and what we did was just kind of hurt ourselves by not being in the right positions um, a few times during the game. And, and Indiana State took advantage of it. Um, and I really, truly liked what Greg Lansing did to change the game. Um, he changed defenses. We talked earlier uh, about coaches manufacturing points. Um, and players always think that tempo is determined by how fast you play on offense. But there's a lot to be said about determining the tempo with the defense. And Greg Lansing did that very well on Sunday. Uh, first of all, he, he three-quarter court trapped us to slow us down. And so we had less of the shot clock to use. Um, and then he went three to zone for a little bit. Um, and that just, that stopped the rhythm that we have. And then, um, out after one out of bounds, he trapped the ball handler and, and that forced us to use the timeout. He manufactured possessions for the trees and guess what? They won by one possession. So to Greg Lansing's credit, he helped his team that way. And anytime you lose by one possession, you can go back to the film and find a dozen plus possessions that you could change that L to a W. In our case, the film would probably give us two dozen. Um, you know, but that should give us life. That really should give us life in the locker room, knowing that we are so close and it's all within their control. As Coach Cruz used to say, we are the problem and we are the solution. Um, and and truthfully, this team looked on Sunday a lot more like the team we expected. 
We expected Sam to attack and get to the rim. We expected DeAndre attacking the paint. We expected Noah and Evan to stretch the floor with their threes, which they did, and we expected KJ to get to the rim. We just need to clean up the unforced mistakes. All right, let's get to the locker room. Um, With us now is what I believe is the quickest man on the planet. He's from Toronto, Canada. He is number five on the court, but number one in your heart. Welcome to the show, Shamar Givens. Shamar, how are you today? I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Um, but I don't have to prepare for Northern Iowa uh, t- tomorrow, <laughs> so so I'm probably a little bit better than you. Um, hey, um, thanks for coming on with us today. I got to ask you before we get started. You grew up in Toronto. Um, did they force you to play hockey when you were growing up? <laughs> nah, we didn't, I didn't get forced to play hockey. Uh, my dad played basketball, so it just kind of grew on to me just watching him. You know. Uh, the sports growing me right there. Gotcha. So, um, so you weren't, uh, you know, you weren't putting pads and skates, and so you got to play hoops a little bit, which was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you kind of realize that, hey, you got a knack for this thing, and uh, this might work out? Um, I would say probably like the sixth grade is when um, my older cousin used to play for a team called CIA Bounce. Uh, they're on the EYBL. And um, I just seen him play, and he just told me to try out. And um, when I tried out, I, like, shocked all the coaches because I was sure but at the same time could play basketball. So that's when I knew I'm like, I could go somewhere with this. Yeah, speed kills, right? Yep. That's just, that's a phrase I always coach told me, speed kills. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, um, so you're playing, and, um, and I had a little bit of experience with playing some of the AU groups that came yep. out of Toronto, and, and they take it very, very seriously up there. Um, yep. I, I know that firsthand, uh, but when you started getting recruited, um, when did you first hear about UE, and did you know any of the history that went on behind Evansville? Um, no, I actually didn't. I've heard, I've heard some things, but I actually like didn't know until like they actually started recruiting me. And I'm like, oh, it makes sense. I've seen the Reno four, like seen on TV, but I actually didn't like really pay attention until like they started recruiting me. Yeah, it's a lot, right? The recruiting process yeah. is a is a pretty wild um, <laughs> process, right? You're yeah. trying to get your bearings wild with everything. Process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild process. Yeah, well, um, we're certainly uh, glad to have you here in Evansville. Um, and you know, there's there's been a lot of action, uh, but you're a point guard. So uh, talk us maybe through a little bit about um, you know some of the details that Coach Licklider is asking you to to focus on um, that maybe, you know, weren't important or not weren't important, but different than what you were focused on early in the season? Because the offense um, has changed a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely has changed. Um, I think, like, early in the season, um, like, my purpose on the court was just, like, to push the pace of the game and, you know, like, speed the game up, get more shots up, and just push the pace. And I think now that we have Coach Lick, um, he's kind of taught me, like, just to think the game, like, be – be aware of what's happening all the time and just be a point guard, make my teammates better and like keep that as a priority. So I think like what changes just like think, be fast at the same time, but also just think, think the game. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that makes a lot of sense and we've seen it. I mean, you've, you've got um, almost a two to one assist to turnover ratio out there, um, which is, 
which is the primary function of a point guard. So that tells yeah. me that uh, that you've got it under control a little bit. I mean, is that what you feel about there on the court? Yeah, just to have everything under control. I feel like last year um, I was playing fast, but at the same time turning over the ball and not knowing what I'm doing, like not controlling my speed. And I feel like I've developed this year just like knowing what my pros and cons is and just being in control of my game, like not turning off the ball. Every possession matters. Yeah, I mean, uh, speed is one thing, but being control is a, control. a another total yeah. thing, right? Exactly and I, right. And I will tell you, I mean, I've never been as fast as you, so and not in my life, my, my wildest mm-hmm. dreams. But, uh, man, when you are out there pushing the ball and then you're being really ultra-aggressive on the defensive end, man, I get fired mm-hmm. up. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, um, so given the fact that um, you're a little bit um, – you know, you're you're a little bit smaller and quicker than yeah. most guys on the court. Is mm-hmm. there anybody that you kind of pattern your game after? Um, I'm a big fan of Tyler Ulis. Okay. Uh, even though he might not be as fast, but I like his game style, the way he's a point guard at Kentucky and college, big fan of his. Uh Chris Paul, the way he uses his body off his of screens. I'm a big fan of his too. Um I just look at all the point guards that are like almost like pass first and um also like to score the ball a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I could, I could see that. And Chris Paul does a great job of coming off ball screens and I can't forget Steve Nash, the Canadian native either. Oh, there you go. I knew you were going to break it out on me. I knew you were going to do that. I can't forget about Steve Nash. (laughs) I like it. I I like it. Um, is there something that you have, uh, that you're trying to still add to your game before the season is over yet? Pardon me. Sorry, I didn't get that. Yeah, is there is there something you're trying to add to your game um, here even before the season is over with? And is something you're focused on when you're on the court right now? Um, I would think my change of speed is what I'm focusing on. Um, I feel like I could be really effective with it. So, like, right now I'm just um, training on, like, outside of practice, just my change of speed and playing off two feet right now. That's what I'm really learning on. I yeah. feel like it could be really effective. No, I agree. Um yeah, I've seen I've seen Missouri Valley guards that win, yep. and um, and you to me look like a guy that that wins uh, in the Missouri Valley. So uh, I'm certainly Thank rooting you. for you. Thank you. Um, let's let's talk a little off the court right now, man. Um, what uh, what's your major at Evansville? Um, I'm doing communications right now and trying to get a a minor in business. Okay. So how do you see that playing out after graduation? Uh you have any goals uh in the business world once you once you graduate? Uh yeah, I sure don't want to work a nine to five, so I sure <laughs> wanna have my own business and just like learn from what Evansville could teach me and surely be good from there. Yeah, that uh no, that's good and I'm a testament that an Evansville graduation or you know, uh degree will will yeah. certainly help you and put you in the right yeah. step. So, uh, mm-hmm. so, so that'll work. Um, before I let you go, I got to ask you this. Um, there's always one guy on the team. Every team has this every one guy on the team that does a great head coach impersonation. <laughs> Who, who's that on our squad, man? Sometimes I get me, but it depends <laughs> on the type of day it is. Well, other than myself, I would probably say, um, DeAndre. Okay. DeAndre All right. Williams. You guys got uh, Coach Lick down? <laughs> yeah. Coach, Coach Lick is, he changes up. He's versatile. So you can't really find out. So he does repetitive. 
So it's kind of hard to do Coach Lick. <laughs> Other than that, I think DeAndre would have to get it. Yeah, like uh, he's got it down, huh? Yeah. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. Um, we all are rooting you guys on uh, as you go to uh, Northern Iowa and uh, get that, and then uh, we'll be there in the Fort Center when you come back on Saturday. So uh, thank you so much for coming on with today, and uh, good luck this week. All right, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That was the fastest man in the conference, Shamar Givens. All right, today's halftime report, let's take a look around the Missouri Valley Conference. We are 16 games in, so there's 18 total in league play. There's only two games left. Um, Then we get to the Missouri Valley Tournament in St. Louis, the greatest conference tournament ever, Arch Madness. Um, But it's just – it's just – I mean, here's here's an interesting stat about the Missouri Valley Conference. It is incredibly hard to win on the road in college basketball, but it's almost impossible to win on the road in the Missouri Valley Conference. 74% of the time, the Missouri Valley Conference home team wins. Um, That is the highest win rate for any home team of any conference in the country. Um, And throw this in the fact that we – the University of Evansville have not really done our part. Uh, consider the fact that we've lost twice at home in overtime. Um, we've had a shot at Loyola and now this Indiana State game. Um, so easily we could have upped that percentage in the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, just really incredible um, when you consider um, how good teams are, how closely teams are played, uh, and how important the home court is in the Missouri Valley Conference. But uh, – all that being said, Northern Iowa sits atop of this league at 12-4. and four. They have Evansville at home this week, and then they go to Drake to finish up. Um, Loyola is next at 11-5. and five. They have Drake at home, and then they go to Bradley. So neither one, Northern, uh, Northern Iowa or Loyola, have an easy week this week to finish it out and try to claim the conference regular season title. Um, St. Uh, Bradley then in Southern Illinois are both sitting at 10 and six Indiana state who we just got a close-up look at sits at nine and seven Drake Missouri state and Valpo are all at eight and eight clogging up the middle um, Illinois state is four and 12 and then we're sitting at 0 and 16 so the Drake Missouri state and Valpo are all trying to get another game try to get out of Thursday Um you know this so this is how it looks right now uh, there are plenty of ways for the final standings to shake up in this final week but our seed is locked in at number 10 uh, how the rest of it shakes out will be very very interesting i will also say this the league this year is up again in its uh, net rankings and the rpi and things like that so we're we're playing much better as a league this year and there is loads of of young talent in this league. Uh, talk about A.J. Green from Northern Iowa, who could be the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year. He's a sophomore. Uh, the Sycamores have freshman post players who are very, very talented. We'll talk a little bit more about them in a second. But those guys are really good. Damask from Southern Illinois is really, really strong. Uh, Javon Freeman Liberty is a sophomore at Valpo. He could be in contention for Player of the Year. Of course, DeAndre Williams is a special talent for us as a sophomore. And then we have Illinois State, who has a couple guards uh, in Horn and Reeves who are really, really talented. So 
you you take the whole league, I think it's as good as it's ever been and as young as it's ever been. Like certainly it gets really good when you have juniors and seniors, but I don't know that I remember a time when we had this many good young players in the league. So really a great time to to get involved with the Valley and uh, watch these teams grow. Uh, Jake LaRavia, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of um, from Indiana State. He is the newcomer of the week. He averaged 13 and five and a half against you and I and us this week. And then um, in a kind of an unprecedented thing, uh, Christian Williams from Indiana State gets the player of the week. So Indiana State gets the player of the week and the newcomer of the week um, in the week that they play against us. Christian Williams averaged 15 and two and a half. Uh, so as frustrated as we all are at not getting done, you know, this week, uh, Indiana State had a say in the matter too. And they used a newcomer of the week and a player of the week showing to uh, get it done. Joining us now on the HoopCast hotline, Illinois State Redbird, assistant coach and former SIU Saluki point guard, Valley Kingpin, Marcus Belcher. Coach Belcher, how are you today, man? I'm, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean, hey, I wanted to have you on because um, there are very few guys that that know the Valley like you do. I mean, uh, you had a great playing career in the Valley and you've, you've been coaching in the, in the Valley um, for a long time. Um, For those listeners that don't know, give, give everybody your background a little bit and your playing career starting with that. Uh, Well, just off the top, I've kind of, I'm on my fourth uh, Missouri Valley coaching job. So I kind of, it's kind of a running joke. And I say, I'm trying to take a, Commissioner Doug Elgin's job in a couple of years because I've been at, I've been at so many schools already. But uh, I've really been blessed, man. Uh, I'm probably a little biased, but I, I really think the, uh, the Missouri Valley is a great level. So it's it's really been good, and I've been fortunate to the best the best thing about it is I've been fortunate to work for some really good coaches over the years. Um, but just from the beginning, man, with my with my playing career, uh, I really took a different path than most guys. Uh, I ended up going the junior college route. Uh, not because I, I had to do the academics or anything, but it was just more because I wasn't getting uh, the recruiting I wanted. And uh, I'm from a small town in Missouri called Mexico, Missouri. And uh, we, we actually had some really good basketball talent coming through there at the time. And uh, Teron Lou was kind of the, the, the big name that came out of Mexico sure. and that everybody kind of recognizes. And then uh, I got an older brother named Cookie Belcher who was a really good basketball player, played at Nebraska, started right. for four straight years, uh, played overseas for 10 or 12 years. And, and so I was kind of trying to follow in their footsteps, man, and was trying to find any way to, to get to that Division One level. Um, and it kind of started out as a, as a neat little deal. I was, a, I was recruited as a backup to junior college and uh, ended up starting for a couple years. And uh, after those two years, Coach Weber down at SIU was actually looking for a backup point guard. And my junior college coach told Coach Weber and Painter, Matt Painter, uh, kind of my story. And, hey, I brought this guy in as a backup, and he, he just kind of kept grinding and ended up starting for us. So if you bring him in as a backup, he might end up starting for you. And uh, 
to make a long story short, man, I went to Southern Illinois uh, as a backup and ended up being a starting point guard on a Sweet 16 team. So uh, it really worked out for me, man. I just I've been really blessed to uh, to play and work for some really good coaches over the years. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I mean, um, you were uh, one of the hardest playing guys that um, has been there, and you were kind of part of that floor burn you, like they they call. Uh, so, uh, how happy are you to, even though you're not coaching for them, to see uh, the Salukis doing well again? Well, it's always always exciting to see uh, guys that you know and that you respect in the in the business uh, do well. I've known uh, Brian Mullins for years. He actually, you know, he's a little bit younger than me. Uh, and uh, came in after me, and they just he just kept running with the thing and took it to even bigger heights than we had started. Uh, so anytime you have guys like that that you respect and you know do things the right way, uh, it's always good to see them do it, uh, doing well. And uh, I'm really glad to see that, um, you know, SIU is getting a little bit of buzz back and the, the, the crowds are starting to come back, and it's uh, they're building that thing back up. Just hopefully a couple times a year they uh, they struggle against us, you know. <laughs> Right, right, absolutely, um, and and you, um, you certainly part of that SIU tradition, um, but but you're part of the Evansville tradition as well. Uh, talk people through, you know, um, how you got to Evansville and uh, what you remember best about your time here. Yeah, uh, actually, Coach Simmons, Marty Simmons, gave me my first start uh, as a as a collegiate coach, and uh, I was actually working in St. Louis. I was working for Wells Fargo. And they were recruiting my little brother who was playing at a junior college. And I kept seeing uh, Coach Simmons and then a guy that I actually played with that, that played at Evansville the same time I played at SIU, uh, Mark Alaria. Sure. Uh, I saw those guys at the games all the time. And they were coaching uh, across the river at SIU Edwardsville, which was D2 at the time. And they were recruiting my little brother. And I had just kind of been chatting with them and, and mentioning I was trying to get into coaching somehow. And uh, they actually had a grad assistant spot open up. And so I, I quit my job with Wells Fargo and started, um, uh, went back to be a GA, you know, and so kind of worked my way up from there. Um, I went to Eastern Illinois. I was, at, I was at SIUE for two years, went to Eastern Illinois for a year. And then when Coach Simmons got the job at Evansville, uh, he gave me a call right away, and uh, I jumped at the opportunity to go with him. I've learned so much. You know, you obviously have those guys that, that you kind of consider mentors over the years. Um, but I'm not sure if it was just because I was so young uh, when I started. But I, I think uh, I think I've learned more from Coach Simmons in my four years working for him than anybody, just because he kind of broke it all back down to the basics. You know, I was I was an old school motion guy myself playing. You know, it was a, the Gene Katie motion compared to the Bobby Knight motion <laughs> right. with those guys. And uh, so I, I've always been a motion guy. And uh, I thought I knew what motion was until I started working for Coach Simmons. And uh, he just really taught me in a different way, and uh, had a new appreciation for it. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, from that standpoint, there's very few guys that you can uh, better to learn from. Yeah, he's one of the best, and he's just uh, he's just ate up with it, man. You know, he's just been a a, a basketball guy his entire life, and and uh, those guys like that to just keep it simple, and there's nothing, you know, there's no ego, there's no flash. It's just he loves basketball, his family, yeah. and. And hanging out with with uh, with those guys, you know. Yep. And so you spent some time here, but um, which, which uh, we were sad to see leave. But uh, you have moved on, changed colors, and uh, you've moved to Illinois State this year. Um, so this is your first season wearing the Redbird gear. Um, is is there anything else you've learned about the Valley that you, you know this year that you didn't know before? 
I mean, the Bloomington's well, just a little bit different. You know, sometimes, yeah, Bloomington, is it's, it's built a little bit different, you know, and we all, being on the other side of it, we kind of, um, it was kind of the haves and have-nots when you looked at the Illinois State program because it seemed like they always had all the bells and whistles and, um, and, and all that type of stuff, and, and you kind of were – you had a little chip on your shoulder when you came in here to play the Redbirds because you knew they, they had a, a lot of talent and the fan support and all that stuff, so you knew you were playing a good program. Uh, but since being here, I got here in June, and, and the one thing that I've really been impressed with, um, I had a coach say a, a while back that you know there's a difference between good teams and good programs, and, and you know the programs kind of start from the ground up, and, and I've been really uh, impressed with how Illinois State from a, as a university, starts with President Dietz, our athletic director Larry Lyons. I mean, it is a program, and they are they are building that thing around uh, the men's basketball team. And so they they put a lot of money into it. There's a lot of fan support. There's a buzz, and, and they cater to us. And so it, it's been really impressive to see uh, how they operate at a really high level. Yeah, I'm, and I'm I'm from Southern Illinois as, as well. So I mean, I I've followed Illinois State for a long time. Uh, one, I was. Um, you know, shot hoops in there when when Redbird Arena still had uh, starter grass outside. You know, they just built it, and then yeah. um, I was, by all accounts, there's there's no doubt about this. I was the best practice Dan Muller in the history of scout teams. So, <laughs> so uh, you know that. Well, what did that um, entail? Were you allowed to shoot or? I just fired it. I just, just fired go, it huh? every time I touched it, man. I let it fly. It was great. There you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I've followed the program for a long time and, uh, you guys, uh, you know, have had some great success there. Um, uh, a little bit tougher this year for you guys. Um, I, I would typically break down, uh, this Redbird team that we're going to face on Saturday, but, um, if you don't mind, do my job. Yeah. Uh, we're we're kind of trying to still find our way. I know it's late February, and most teams are, have tried to figure it out by now. But we're still kind of trying to figure figure things out, which is probably why our uh, our record is the way it is. We we've just been a little bit up and down, a little inconsistent. Uh, you know, I, I know we we have had some injuries that have hurt us. We were counting on a couple guys, uh, Matt Chastain uh, and, and Taylor Brunega, are two local guys that we were really counting on to help us this year, and they they both been battling injuries. Um, then uh, one of our other guys that, that uh, just started playing well lately, Dedrick Boy, was a transfer from uh, Eastern Kentucky. Uh, he, he's been out as well. So we've been trying to kind of find our way. But the really impressive thing and the thing that I've been excited about is we've had some young guys step up. Uh, we have a freshman point guard from North Carolina. His name is uh, DJ Horn. And uh, he is a, a dynamic scoring combo guard. You know, he can play on and off the ball, but really is a, is a scoring-minded uh, guard. And then we have a big wing by the name of Antonio Reeves, who's a freshman, who's just kind of a smooth shooting, slashing, uh, scoring wing. Uh, so, so we do have some some pieces for the future, uh, but it's kind of trying to find that that niche right now. Um, obviously, our go-to guy has been uh, Zach Copeland all year. He's about a six-three uh, shooter. He, he kind of gets some, uh, the majority of our plays run for him and that type of stuff. And he's He's kind of adjusting to scouting reports right now. A lot of people aren't are, are face guarding him a little bit and limiting his catches, so it's making it hard on him. Uh, so that's why it's it's been really important for our freshmen to step up, and they they have to some degree. Uh, and then inside we have a, a transfer by the name of Keith Fisher, a uh, kid from uh, Los Angeles, California, uh, who's just 
he's a versatile big. You see a lot of these guys in the Missouri Valley right now, and it's been pretty in, in, uh, impressive with the DeAndre Williams and Jake Laravia's at Indiana State and Marcus Damask at Southern Illinois. There, there's those those versatile tweeners we always call call them the six seven six eight guys that can go inside and out and uh, Keith Fisher is starting to make a name for himself in, in, in that regard. So uh, hopefully we can uh, put it all together and, and and put on a good show down there on, on Saturday. Yeah, um, I I will tell you, I've watched you guys play this, this season and you're athletic and you guys play hard enough and you just you scare the living daylights out of me is what you do because I just feel like any time you guys can turn it on and then it's going to be a problem for the other team. Yeah, and that's kind of been our – our deal is uh, we, we've just been a little inconsistent defensively, you know, and I think what you see consistently over the Missouri Valley is the teams that win really do a good job on the defensive end, and they kind of bring their their hard hat every night, and we've just been kind of up and down on that. You know, there's going to be nights when, when your shots fall and, and nights when they don't, and uh, so we, we do have the capability of, of getting hot from the out, from the outside, but we have to be able to hang our hat on, our, on the defensive end, and that's what we've been kind of uh, trying to hammer home with our guys more more times in practice than not, and uh, just trying to get everybody on the same page. And like you said, man, it, it just all depends on the on the the evening. Uh, we've had a lot of close games and been in games up until a two or three minute stretch in the second half where things kind of go the other direction for us. So we're just trying to limit that that two or three minute uh, bad stretch. Well, and that's the thing in the valley, right? Like it, you can look at the game film and think, man, we played pretty well, but there was two minutes where we didn't play well, and that cost us. Yeah, and that the same can be said for Evansville. I know the Aces have been been in a lot of close games here lately too, you know, and it seems like they're just they're right there and just have to get over that hump. So we're we're definitely uh, very respectful. I don't know if uh, most teams that that haven't won a conference games get that level of respect coming in, but we, we definitely will, will not take them lightly and uh, we'll, we'll have that, that level of respect coming in because they, they're doing a lot of good things and they're close. And I know Coach Licklider is a good coach and uh, his staff does a good job. So it's just a, a matter of time before they, they get that uh, monkey off their back. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Well, um, Marcus, thank, thanks so much for coming on. I will tell you that I usually give out um, ace purples for this segment um, in kind of the effort level of the, you know, kind of like football guys get on their helmets. Um, but you're yeah. the enemy this week, so you're not getting any. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I got to respect that, man. I understand. Maybe. I, I appreciate you uh, thinking of me, man, and, and having the uh, – the respect to reach out and, and talk to me a little bit. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk hoops. So, you know, um, if if you really want those – like, totally screw up the scouting report. Just totally screw it up, and then, uh, you know, after the game, we'll get we'll get you settled. <laughs> sounds, sounds good, man. I'll see what I can do. All right. Thanks so much, brother, for coming on. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, guys, girls, that was Illinois State Redbird assistant coach, the great Marcus Belcher. Appreciate it, Rex. All right, let's cruise around Lincoln Avenue in this week's Around Campus. And first of all, let's give a shout-out to our managers. Uh, So we talked about the manager games a little bit. They are currently ranked number 39th in the nation. Um, You know, so 
they, they are uh, playing really well. I have no idea how those ranking system goes for the manager games, but I do know that doing this, they're doing it without a ringer. And I have lots of thoughts on this topic, as you may imagine. Uh, but in my mind, you should not have been on a Division One scholarship and then went ahead and played in these manager games. And teams are doing it, and it is criminal. Um, but our Aces managers, uh, they are playing extremely well. So nice work and keep it up that way. Um, also around campus, hey, we have uh, an offer out to another really good player that is from Southern Indiana. And what I'll tell you this is there is lots of really good talent that is close. You heard Kyle Green, the Northern Iowa associate head coach, talking about recruiting from the inside out. Well, Evansville, Indiana, on the inside, has lots of talented dudes. And I'm talking about uh, within a 150-mile radius. I'm talking about high school dudes who can really play. Um, Coaches behind a little bit, certainly, in trying to build or rebuild these relationships as quickly as possible. Um, But he is a known quantity in the state of Indiana, which helps the cause. So these high school coaches and – and uh, AAU coaches and things like that that are trying to get familiar with the program and how Coach Licklider is going to run it, they already know. So uh, he's gotten up to speed pretty quick, I'm sure, and he is on some guys that can really go do it. Uh, But one of the best line items that helps recruiting is the fact that 5,400 fans rolled into the Ford Center um, on Sunday, on a nice Sunday, to watch the Ofer Aces take on Indiana State um, you know, when they could have been doing all kinds of other things. Um, And that is absolutely incredible support from what I believe is the best fan base in the Valley. And recruits absolutely get a feel um, for how that Ford Center is going to look when the team is 16-0 and in conference instead of 0-16 that we are right now. Um, I will talk about this on another episode about how we can make the Ford Center even better. And what I would say is, unhockify it um, because that's what that's what's needed and I've got a plan for this I mean how anyone in the city of Evansville thought that hockey would be a bigger deal than basketball in Evansville Indiana I will never know Uh, we need a Roberts type atmosphere back and uh, we went a long way towards that actually on Sunday afternoon All right, let's preview this week's games. Uh, First of all, we are at Northern Iowa on Wednesday the 26th. Um, You and I, of course, is really good. They're 23-5. and You heard Kyle Green, the associate head coach at UNI, and dad of arguably the best player in the league, give you the breakdown on episode number 12. Um, That being said, they are 1-2 and in their last three games. They lost at Loyola. They lost at that Indiana State uh, team that we just saw and then got right with Southern Illinois Sunday at home. So um, it's a little disappointing for the league because you and I was the only chance we have for an at-large bid, and the Missouri Valley Conference needs to be a two-bid league uh, for a bunch of reasons. First of all, the financial NCAA shares. Secondly, from recruiting, status, all the stuff that we know it is. Um 
Uh, but assuming our aces don't win Arch Madness, we need you and I to win out, then potentially lose in the championship game at the buzzer for the league's sake to have an opportunity at two teams in the NCAA tournament. Um, even then, the trees might have ruined that hope. Um, then on Sun or Saturday, Illinois State comes to the Ford Center. That is a Saturday, uh, February 29th at a 1 p.m. for a tip time there. You heard assistant coach Marcus Belcher break down his team. Um, you know, they essentially have the same record as us, and uh, they're dying to get right before Arch Madness just like us. So it will be a dogfight, but realistically, that is our best chance to stop the Ofer Madness. Yeah. All right, that is the final buzzer. The scoreboard says we get the dub on episode number 15. Hey, I really appreciate everybody who has liked and shared the links on Facebook and Twitter. That is great stuff. I appreciate all of you. Hey, keep the faith, my purple friends. It will get better for Aces Nation, I promise you. Let's get out this uh, Saturday to the Ford Center and watch our Aces for one last time this season to root them on to get off the snide. I want to thank uh, say thank you to our fantastic guests for coming on this week. Shamar Givens was fantastic, and so was Marcus Belcher, the assistant coach at Illinois State. Guys, girls, I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to play tough on D, play fast on offense, be great teammates, and I will see you at the Ford Center.